This, for now, is Young Gun, a podcast about Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. I'm Demetri Ravanas, a Bama grad. She is Lauren Brownlow, the biggest Panthers fan I know. And this show was built on looking at the team with a microscope on their new franchise quarterback. Lauren, today is the beginning of a new era. Yes. We don't quite know yet what the show is going to be called going forward, but we I are... I had suggestions, but... <laughs> I, I, I want to hear them because here's the thing. We've decided... We've got to turn the page, right? We've got to leave the young gun name in the past. We've got to. We are cutting Bryce Young. I'm just uh, what? No. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking. That's guys. right. The Panthers are married to him. We aren't. Uh, yeah, but we've got to figure out what this show is going to be going forward because obviously we're still going to be a Panthers focused podcast. By virtue of being the starting quarterback, Bryce will be a big part of the discussion, but this is not solely built that way anymore. Right. Um, and, and look, I think we did a good job anyway of like focusing on things that weren't just Bryce sure. anyway. So I think it's fine. But I think this year also made it clear that like as much as we would like to focus on the quarterback solely, <laughs> there are a lot of other issues happening on this team that need to be addressed both like on the field and off of it. I also think it, and I'm sure you found this too each week on social media Maybe somebody that is a, maybe you have to be an experienced NFL quarterback, but certainly somebody with a quarterback coaching acumen could each week tell you what Bryce is doing right, what Bryce is doing wrong, what he can't control. But I'm sure you saw this each week on social media. There's a group of people that just don't want to hear that. I know. There's a group of people that just want to end at why are we not winning? It's Bryce Young's fault. And you know what? I'll say this. I think that there's a tendency with quarterbacks, and I'm guilty of it as well. Um, and I, you know, who broke me of this habit actually is Josh Allen, mm -hmm. but there is a tendency with quarterbacks. I think when they're coming out of the draft, it's almost like we put ourselves into the amateur GM role where we're like, yeah. this guy's going to be great. And sometimes you don't have a strong feeling about a guy. So you don't say, but there are guys, we all have strong feelings about one way or the other. Like he's going to be a great pro quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's special. He's got the it factor. And then there are guys that we feel like, oh, he's going to be terrible. Yeah. Josh Allen was one of those guys that I was like, what are you doing? Why is this guy getting drafted? <laughs> right. I thought it was like the epitome of quarterback racism that they would have this dude from Wyoming that didn't yeah. even have like a 50% completion percentage because <laughs> they like his arm talent. They're going to, I'm like, no, this is insanity. Clearly big idiot. That's, so, that's the thing fine. too, right? Like we can get so swayed by year one, maybe year one and but two people combined. people invested into that, you know? Right. And it can go the other way, too, right? Like, Jameis Winston looked like there was really an NFL quarterback in there, NFL starting quarterback in there his first two years in Tampa. The thing with Jameis is there is, but, you know. Right. Or there was, but, you know, it's just Jameis is Jameis. And that's the problem, yeah. right? Like, it could all fall apart for or suddenly come together for so many different reasons. For sure. So it's not like we're not going to talk about Bryce anymore. It's just not going to be the centerpiece of this show right. anymore. Exactly. All right. So give me some of your suggestions for the new name. Well, I gave you one the other day, uh, a little obscene, so it might have some issues, <laughs> but we're fucked. Yeah. Because that's kind of like the current state of the Carolina Panthers that yeah. I feel like what's going on right now, like big picture is that that's the case. Um, just because we've seen nothing so far to trust that the person most responsible for making decisions surrounding this team will make good ones. One of the most popular podcasts around is that one that Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, oh, and yeah. Sean Hayes do, Smartless, We Could Be Hopeless. Hopeless? True. <laughs> because I mean, that is kind of the way it feels. I was 
hoping masochist. to. Yeah. Something about masochism. Maybe that could draw in a, a, a multiple audiences. Who knows? We That's, <laughs> that's true. Maybe we could have people that come thinking it's one thing and then get hooked on what it is. Like, I hate myself. Ooh, I hate myself. Carolina Panthers podcast. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of the mantra. You know? Yeah. You know what's so funny, too, is this is how broken I am, right? I'm so broken that I'm watching the playoffs, which, by the way, can I just say, it feels like a weight lifted off me to watch competent football, <laughs> especially offensive football. Yeah. I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. I missed it. That's, I was watching the, the Lions-Buccaneers <laughs> game yesterday and realizing I'm not invested in this at all. So It I'm, doesn't matter to me who wins this game. Oh, for even as a Bucs? I mean, I would but have preferred Bucks they team, win. Like, but I, like, I even said this to myself. I was like, no, how many people on this planet care that this particular Bucks team wins this game so when not were, enough when were you and i out was i guess it's when we were all out at dinner the other night and uh yeah we were all out at dinner yeah, the other we night the buccaneers this. eagles game was on and i said i found that baker mayfield made it pretty easy to dismiss any feelings i have for this team because he seems like the epitome of we can't decide what we're going to do we're just going cheap rather than and committing then, to a rebuild honestly, or committing to going for it. In some ways, it feels like a little bit of both a trend and it feels like something that the Panthers have tried to attempt in the past, sort of, although you don't give Sam Darnold that much money right. ever for no, for like even for something <laughs> not football related. Why? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, it felt like that because it's like, oh, they're trying to get a guy that they feel like still has something in the yeah. tank that maybe not another, a lot of other teams want. Um, it's, I, it's in my opinion, it's what Teddy Bridgewater could have been mm -hmm. to this team because he was fine. Yeah. He wasn't great. He was not bad at all. He was good. He was fine. He was never going to like win you games by himself, but he was also never going to like lose you games by himself. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But in the beginning, he wasn't going to lose you games. By right. Himself. Right. It, okay. In the beginning, but I'm just saying like in the beginning, that was sure. That was, and like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. They haven't had a quarterback that good since, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> really because, like, he wasn't amazing. He yeah. was fine. But you will take fine in the NFL, especially if you're more than fine at other spots. And I think we, like, I mean, Jared Goff, for example, mm -hmm. like, a fine quarterback. Nobody's going to call him Peyton Manning. Right. But you don't need him to be Peyton Manning. And, like, it, they've done good things with him offensively, and you don't have to talk about him as if he's the second coming of Joe Montana, which yeah. is almost refreshing to me. It's like you don't have to talk about him like he's Trent Dilfer because he's not, but you also don't have to talk about him like he's Tom Brady. It was interesting watching both of the NFC divisional round games because of the quarterback matchups. They were yeah. sort of uh, sold, packaged, I guess, as – the forgotten guys playing against each other, right? You had literally Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy and Jordan Love, who would he sit for three years before he finally became the starter? Yeah, I think so. At Green Bay. Uh, and then the guys that were cat number one overall picks cast off from their original team. And it was making me really frustrated because you cannot put the cast off of um, Baker Mayfield and the cast off of uh, Jared Goff in the same category baker no, mayfield has had three teams say you are not our and future look when we talk about when we say we're wrong about quarterbacks at least to a degree i didn't think i didn't think baker was going to find success anywhere yeah but i should have remembered that you know where t where, where guys go to escape the panthers they thrive <laughs> we should come up with a name for that i think i think i was going to call it uh yesterday i came up with pets mm -hmm. panthers elsewhere thriving <laughs> but, and so i was wrong about that yeah. like I'll, I'll eat that you know but you know what no one cared that much whether or not the bucks won partially because like how do we not are we not all lions fans it, now? it's it's true 
I've adopted, I, I've like adopted them anyway. I've adopted one team on each side for mm. my playoff rooting interest, which was not hard. I yeah. didn't have to pick because I already knew who I wanted to win on each side. The Lions were one because I love the Lions. I love Dan Campbell. He was tomato we read all game <laughs> relatable <laughs> for me <laughs> when I'm stressed and indoors and yeah. in like a warm environment <laughs> my face looks like that too that's why I was like oh <laughs> man but like that's that's my I mean who doesn't love the lions like yeah. although I thought they were going to screw it up I was like I was like oh please no lions the lions winning the NFC is the only way we do not get a recent I, Super Bowl rematch please for the love of God please I can't with the 49ers. No yeah. offense to any of them. They seem fine. Uh, the, by the way, must have felt familiar for uh, Christian McCaffrey to be forgotten about during important times. Right. He Very must true. have felt like he was right back in Charlotte. It <laughs> is. Um, or or and or to be nursing an injury. Yeah. Important uh, times. I, no offense to Christian. I don't know what it is that's my drawback with the 49ers. I, but it's I the way be, people talk about the 49ers. It it's be, nothing to do with the 49ers. Them, well, a little bit. See, I'll be honest. I don't with like you. Joey Bosa at all. I don't like Brock Purdy. I don't I just dislike don't. him as a person because it's not his fault. But he they, sure is leaning into it. Well, well, why wouldn't you do that? No, no, I understand that. But it's like, that makes it hard for me. Because, like, I watch him, and I think, you know you're not good. Like, I'm not saying he's bad. You want him to, like, go out there and be like, actually, I know that I'm not. I just good. want him to go out there after games, after they win games, and say, thank God for Brandon Ayuk. Thank God for Debo Samuel. Well, thank God for Christian things, McCaffrey. Every quarterback because says I things. can't do this. That's what I want him to say. Listen, when the he... At the moment you could hear it in in their voices the happiness in their yeah. voice because they were rooting for it so hard <laughs> his game winning drive look right. at him here to prove to the world right uh that i'm like oh there is also no and it's not his fault what's yeah. he gonna do not win the game but i'm sitting there like wishing in my head so hard that this does not happen <laughs> there is also an element for me and always has been with the shanahan family of yeah i get that like it I don't took, have strong feelings about them either way, but I understand well, see, why. It, it took literally one of the three or four best quarterbacks we have ever seen to make them look even not incompetent. I know. You know, I, I mean, I... Ugh. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. But yeah, so like, please be... I mean, I will anyone be cheering for the 49ers except 49ers fans? Maybe. Oh, that's a good question. Probably not, right? I mean, I'm not. I'm I'm all in on the lines. I don't know their chance or anything. <laughs> I don't know the hashtags. Sure whatever i'm i'm in with with detroit but uh i'm i'm you know i'm also in with uh the ravens so Anytime. if they have to play each other don't make me choose between lamar yeah and, and uh, dan campbell no i can't what? why do i choose <laughs> at least i know i won't be pissed either way and that's a yeah. nice feeling because most super bowls you're pissed like with one team is gonna win or at least a little annoyed right because you're like Ugh. who do we get for the halftime show this year i don't remember me neither. They asked Taylor Swift, but she that's right. She said no. Do you think that and that was pre I think uh, it's R and B? I did hear Oh, it's Usher, right? Is it? Ooh. I, I'm pretty sure it's Usher. Hello, Usher. <laughs> I wonder if they ask her to do the next Super Bowl now that she is part of the NFL family. Would she say yes? I don't think she's part of the NFL family. Mm. You don't think so? Well, you think she's doing it on spec? They're gonna no. have to <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was part of their issue. Yeah, that's, actually, that's true. I forgot like, about that. I, for, I mean, they don't like to pay much yeah. for these types of things. I mean, they'll pay, obviously. But here's but the like, thing. Like, it's presented by Apple. They, Apple could pay. Mm, right? Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. The NFL should definitely shell out for the Super Bowl halftime show, but we forget they sell that spot 
it should be up to formerly Pepsi and now Apple to make that right with the artist if they really want somebody. That's a good point. I mean, listen, I would if I were yeah. them. And I look, you know what? I am proud of them for understand. Like, that's the thing. Well, people forget about the NFL for all the people that complain about the crowd shots of Taylor Swift, which yeah. cry more, literally. <laughs> I'm, I don't. Y'all are the whiniest bunch of whiners ever. I do not care. With all the ancillary stuff we have to deal with on most broadcasts. Right. Sorry, I had to sit through a Cowboys Ring of Honor ceremony halftime. You're going to complain to me that they show Taylor Swift in the a, a box for 1.5 seconds? Right. Go go away forever. Right. You try watching the Panthers regularly and seeing over and over again the same shot of Dave Tepper looking all sour-faced in his box. Well, I mean, to be fair, if you don't come to him, you might miss a drink being That's, so, <laughs> that's true. That's, that's where just, the action is with the Carolina Panthers. No, yeah, but like, I, I mean, look, I, I just, that, that part exhausted me this weekend oh we're gonna show her too much and shut up tony dungy like forever yeah seriously no one asked you no one asked you <laughs> i was watching oh, yes that's the problem that's why people i thought people weren't watching because the nfl went went woke well which is it now which is it which reason are you picking now there is no and and <laughs> so tony stupid. dungy is what made me think of this i was watching that buccaneers lions game and at halftime their panel was some you know talking head broadcast I've never seen before. And Chris Sims, Jason Garrett, and whichever McCordy twin it is that they have. If your panel oh God. of an NFL playoff game's best player is a McCordy twin, you need to go back to the drawing board. Come on. Like, like that is the absolute worst. And I love Maria Taylor. Yeah, I wish she's the best on that panel. I wish he'd stayed to take over <laughs> college game day at ESPN. Uh, I like yeah. Rodney Harrison. Uh, I don't, for his TV presence, I don't Rodney's dislike Chris Sims. I don't think he's particularly smart, but I don't dislike his presence on screen. You know what I'll think of every time mm. I see him for the rest of my life? What's that? What the, happened to his internal organs against the Panthers? Oh, right. I was about to say, there's so many objectionable things That's you really can think the, of with Chris Every Sims. time I see him, I think about, what was it, like his pancreas yeah. or something? That yeah. like, got, I was like, excuse me? It was his spleen, right? Oh, spleen, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's horrifying. <laughs> so every time I see him, I think about that. But like, Tony Dungy is a snooze. At, Mike Florio? At best and at worst, like he, the older he gets, the more like problematic takes he has, in my opinion. Yeah, well, uh, take it from somebody that rooted for him as a teenager when he was coaching the Buccaneers. Oh, he These did. aren't new. Oh. <laughs> These aren't new at all. Well, he came across very differently like, to the wider public. Do you know yeah. why? Because uh, he, and I, I truly believe this is it, he had the cosign of Dan Patrick. I could see that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's wrap up today talking about the various searches. Do you do you have a strong feeling? It's funny. I saw this for the first time this weekend. There are a lot of Panthers fans in my in my feed that really feel like this has to go in the proper order of GM before coach. Whereas it seems like these two uh, searches are going on simultaneously. Well, I mean, like some of the guys that at least they were considering talking to would like to be both. So right. you kind of can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that if you are the Panthers, you have to know you can't do that, right? Like you can't give, you can't do the Belichick model. You got to make sure. Yeah. I hope you know that. Right. Please, please know that. I think my, honestly, the biggest concern I've seen is just that there are so many defensive names being mentioned. And that's right. not to say that you can't be a good coach. I did see, I saw somebody like post something about what makes a great coach in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And you know, looking at somebody like a Dan Campbell and is, is it that, you know, X and O really well? 
I don't think it's that. I think it really is more about, well, A, you have to hire the right people that right. do know those things. But it's also, we've talked about it too. It's just about like a guy that people, whose message isn't stale and that the players believe in and can get behind and trust. Do you think that X and O is more important in the NFL than college? I think it's important. For, for a head coach. For a head coach? I guess, but we're kind of splitting hairs because I honestly think like with the professionalization of college football, it's become so much, it's become in a similar vein, right? Like you see it at, with like at North Carolina, I'm not saying Mac Brown doesn't do any scheming, but he's yeah. very open. Like in his press conference it's about talking about like, ask my offensive coordinator that question, ask the defensive sure. coordinator, you know what I mean? Like, so it does seem like there's way more delegation being done by some coaches that are more figureheads, and, but there are some that I think are more hands-on. And see, that's that. that's why I think X and O is a little bit more important for an NFL head coach. And that doesn't mean that I think you should throw out um, a good defensive coach that can get through. Like, I think if a Giro Evero becomes the head coach, like, there might be something to like that. I think, like, your history determines your decision-making to a degree, right? So, like, there are two types of coaches that could give you issues. One is a coach like like a Mike McDaniel, who's an overthinker mm -hmm. at times, and it maybe makes things a little too complicated yeah. as opposed to not, you know, needing to simplify it. Or, and then you have somebody like a Mike McCarthy with a very simple brain. <laughs> right. Who, I mean, like, not trying to be, I mean, just saying, like, sure. who, who will do the simple thing that doesn't make a lot of sense to do in the moment, just because, you know what I mean? So it's like, he's not thinking enough. Some people think too much. For me personally, I'd rather have a guy that thinks too much, wants to do different things, wants to innovate, wants to think outside the box. I'd rather lose with that guy mm -hmm. than have like 500 EC. Like, that's the thing. That's what's been for being a Carolina Panthers fan for so long is having guys that are seem to be nice guys and guys sure. that the players like, but that I have never met a risk that they will take, like that yeah. are just the most conservative types of coaches that you can imagine. Like there's a reason the Riverboat Ron was such a crazy, he wasn't even doing anything that insane. Right. That's, you know what I mean? That's the thing that like I, I think is important in the NFL, especially if things are set up in the traditional sense where there's a general manager, uh, you have somebody making those personnel decisions. I want my head coach to be able, even if he's not calling the offense or the defense from down to down, I want him to be able to diagnose this is not working. Yes, that's the biggest thing. Like, have a feel. Right. Yeah, that's important, too. And, like, you know what? Because taking risks shows your guys that, like, I'm willing to take the responsibility for this play going wrong right. on me. Right. I'm willing to do that for you because I believe in you that much. Right. And so to not have coaches that like to do that has been quite frustrating for me <laughs> at times, but that's, that's the kind of guy that you see succeeding in my opinion in today's NFL. And that's the type of guy that ideally I'd like them to hire. We are in the, in the modern way that coaching searches go, we're early in the process, right? right? Now we see more and more searches go to the end of the playoffs because of when you can interview these although, guys. Although what's from the lions, Ben Johnson, he's just been like, you get an interview, like yeah. every free second he has. Yeah, he, he, he apparently has spent on zoom doing, uh, doing interviews. He's had two with Tampa or excuse me, two with uh, Carolina, two with um, that'd be, Atlanta. That, I'd, I'd be I'd be very happy with that one. I would too. Is there anybody that you've seen that's interviewed Will Rap here that you would not be happy with? Lots of them. There are several, two that jump <laughs> out to me. I, I don't want Bobby Slowick from oh, the no. Texans. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I, and Wait, I, listen, by the way, P.S., speaking of quarterbacks, I wouldn't say I was wrong about because I never said that he was bad. Yeah. I never. But listen, you can see... Right now, where they are in their careers, watching that playoff game, 
CJ Stroud has that extra thing that yes. you want in a number one quarterback, in a number one pick at quarterback. Yeah. He is a guy that can make plays for you when all else breaks down and win games. So yes, I get it. Anyways, just wanted to throw that out there because the only other full game I ever watched them play was the Panthers game. Obviously right. didn't reflect right. great not on them. The, not the best uh, uh, show of his skills, yeah. But like I, during that game, I was screaming at their offensive coordinator. So no, I would not. Be yeah, no, I, I don't want him and I don't want, I, I, I would not necessarily. And I didn't even want them to win. I yeah. just was still like, why are you doing this? You're so annoying. I uh, would not necessarily like bristle at a retread, but the retreads that we've heard, Dan That's, Quinn, Raheem Morris. No, like, I'm not. Raheem, maybe a little more than uh Raheem I'm a little more intrigued by so but... he's certainly been longer back to the drawing board since his last head yeah. coaching stint um but I don't know like none of these get me super excited no literally even, even Ben Johnson doesn't get me super excited I mean I wouldn't say super but he's the first like because with Frank Reich the one thing I was happy about was like offensive mind right um, right didn't know the mind didn't work anymore, but that's fine. Neither here nor there. <laughs> or the mind was on, in idle mode yeah. the whole time he was here, but whatever. Like that that's my biggest thing is I just want a guy, a younger guy with like a fresh approach and one that the players can like and get behind and care about winning for. We agree that we do not want Belichick, right? God, yes. I'm so, uh, why are we no, we do not. What if uh, what if Dave Tepper sees the chance to steal headlines by hiring Pete Carroll? Oh, for... <laughs> to right, me, you it's, know what? it's less objectionable than Belichick. No, it's so fun. Like, Ovius literally thought Jillio brought this up to upset me last Monday when I sat in for Ovius <laughs> yeah. on, the, uh, on the podcast. However, uh, he was genuinely asking because it was a thing, the Mike McCarthy thing. Yeah. Like, that would make me perhaps as mad if not more mad actually more mad the pete carroll hiring would make me more mad you know than mike mccarthy I mean, like because I, I also don't like him as a person right i would never <laughs> stop talking about 9-11 because he is uh for people that don't know he is a 9-11 truther um it's the worst that might become the name of this podcast if uh they hire Pete Carroll. I could not even look at the sideline <laughs> look at his stupid mouth full of gum yeah Ugh. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Like just retire. Why don't these coaches just retire? Go away. <laughs>